It actually, you know, that used to, I used to feel so bad that, like, I feel like when I talk to you on the phone, honestly, like, it's it's always really clunky, but I can't believe I've never put it together that, like, there's always a bunch of delay when we try to do the clap, and it's like, there's a significant fucking delay that makes it really hard to gauge conversational pauses. Yeah. So, trying to feel less bad about that. I also feel like when you do it on video, it's a little easier to tell because you can watch the person's face respond. That's true, yeah. You know, so you can tell, like, when they've reacted, but since we do audio, it's not the same, and so I'm not going to beat myself up about it. I guess I, I that hadn't occurred to me before, because, like, for me, I'm responding to you immediately, <laughs> but you must just be hearing a lot of lag. Right, yeah, because there's a delay on your responses, like, I constantly talk over you, because I'm like, did she hear me? <laughs> like, <laughs> That's so interesting that it's always one-sided. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it varies, but maybe mm-hmm. it was different in the past, but this is what we got. It's what we got. It's what we're dealing with. It's what we have been handed by life. What we've been handed? Been. It's just hands. What we've been hammed. <laughs> been. Been hammed. Welcome to the Hamsteak Podcast. <laughs> Uh, it's the podcast where we read Homestuck and tell you about it. I'm Alex, yeah. and I haven't read Homestuck before. <laughs> My name's Lydia, and I'm working on Super Have. I'm on uh, 5200 or something. We're getting there. We're getting there. Guys, we're getting there. This is it. This is where Homestuck begins. <laughs> Wait, is that a meme? Is that a meme? No, I, I, it might just be a pigotism. This is where the real blank begins. The real fun point, that's it. The real. This is where the real fun point begins, is when Brooks brings, like, a Christian album. Oh, good gracious. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Fun point. Good podcast. Yeah. Good pod. Uh, but today we're talking about Homestuck, uh, S. Cascade. Yes. Lydia, would you like to tell us about Cascade? I want to tell you about Cascade, and I want to hear what uh, you have to say about it, because it's very good. Um I don't know. Where should we start? Should we start with the history? Should we start with my time with Cascade? I mean, we should say what it is. <laughs> yeah, so Cascade is the end of Act 5 of Homestuck. It is a 13-some minute long flash animation, uh, which uh, in which a whole bunch of stuff happens. <laughs> uh, it was a huge flashpoint. Is that the word for the... Flashpoint is usually like... I feel like usually it's like, and then there was a war, but... <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, is that inaccurate? Just finish the sentence. <laughs> uh, it's, it was a big thing for Homestuck. It was like the culmination of everything that had happened so far, both narratively and uh, in terms of the the stuff surrounding it, I guess. Like um, the, fandom? The, the fandom, yeah. I would yeah. say it definitely was. Um, so, so, yeah, part of the thing that made it so big, I mean, it was the biggest flash by far in the comic to date, but also... Um, there was a long pause beforehand. Um, yeah. And and previously, Homestuck had, like, pretty much always updated, like, super frequently. If you look back at the at the records of it, you know, now and then Hussey would take a break. But, but it updated super frequently, often more than once a week. And then suddenly it was like, all right, you're going to have to wait, like, a month. Like, I think it was, like, six weeks for this to go up. Um, Damn. Yeah. I mean, they're making almost, like, an episode of television. I mean, it's, like, a huge... It's a very yeah. dense animation. <laughs> yeah, for sure. 
Um, so with, you know, lots of original music composed for it. Um, so, I mean, that was another thing. Like, it was, you'll kind of see this on the, I don't want to talk too much about what happens on the other side of it, but this is definitely, like, a turning point um, where, um, see, like, you know, has always been, like, involving the fandom and, like, we've started to see, like, art by other artists worked into the flashes. He's obviously been involving musicians for a really long time, but this is where I feel like you really start, you know, the games would be programmed by other people, things like that. And I feel like things just kind of got more and more like a conversation with the fandom in a different way, or maybe a conversation. Go ahead. No, I'm just, I I can see that. Yeah. Like um, it, it became sort of a, it's either a different sort of conversation with the fandom or, I think it was also like, you know, it was a flashpoint for the fandom. Like it was um, something about the fandom kind of was shifting. And so the the nature of being in conversation with the fandom had become very different. You know, this is, Hussey started posting his stuff on, I think the something awful forums, <laughs> um, which is different than the fan base that you get on Tumblr. Yeah. It's very different. Sure is. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. God, like, what do you call it? Like, the production value on this is, like, really high, you might say. Like, the it, there was something really, really, like, fun about, like, the very DIY aesthetic of kind of the beginnings of Homestuck. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that doesn't, you know, those origins are definitely still there, but um, the production values... <laughs> I would say higher. It's it it holds up. Like it's it's well crafted enough that like despite the fact that like the things that are cool about it are a lot of like really gut punchy like revelations about the plot, which we'll get into. Um, the it holds up on the merit of I feel like it's like pacing and like I guess you call it the cinematography almost. Um, yeah, and I mean the, that, that's what it is. Like even if it's just a flash animation. Yeah, so so they do some really cool stuff with the, they do some really really neat stuff with the cinematography here. Um, it it I've had to watch this thing so many times now, um, <laughs> and I still it like gives me chills every single time at certain moments. Uh-huh. Oh, I, I should also talk about how um, I don't know Homestuck fans took a lot of pride in the fact that um, when this went up, um, it took down two websites. <laughs> it was not hosted on MSPA.com. Um, it was originally hosted on Newgrounds, which is a major, 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 it was like tremendous. I, and it still exists, um, you know, flash hosting site. Uh, and it went down almost immediately. Basically, no one got to see it because people <laughs> were, were hot on the refresh and um, it crashed. Like some people got a few seconds in. And if you look at the Reddit from that time, nobody really got oh to God. see it. Yeah. So they, they took it down and then Hussey threw it up on Mega Upload and they brought down Mega Upload. <laughs> <laughs> that is wild. You didn't know that? No. I mean, maybe I did at one point, but this was... So it actually... You saying, if you look at the Reddit from that time, just threw me for a loop because in my mind, this is very much like pre-Reddit, even though... I know that we're several years into the comic now. And like, what is this 2012? This is 2011. This was late 2011. 2011. Yeah. So yeah. like that's, I was on Reddit at that point. Reddit was a thing, but the still like the idea of Homestuck is so 2008 to me mm. that I like forget that it actually exists in time and like has a history outside of itself. Right. It wasn't this like monolithic work that just got dropped on the world in 2008. Um, right. It was a serialized thing. I mean, it ended 
in um it ended way back in 16 don't say way so, back in 16 <laughs> But that was four of the longest years of any of our lives ago. <laughs> so that's uh-huh. when it ended. Um, well, do you want to talk about it? The, uh, I super want to talk about it. The contents of it? Yeah, I guess we can start by going through the contents of it and then we can scream. We'll probably scream while it's happening. But, um, <laughs> I, have a, I, think... I have a few screams lined up, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so... I'm going to go through it kind of shot by shot because okay. it's got a lot of really cool shots in it. So uh, just to to preface this, we actually watched this together yesterday, last night, uh, my first watch through just to like get my raw reactions. Uh, and then I also, I watched it immediately after that call again. <laughs> and then I watched it this morning and took notes. Um, but my notes are mostly just kind of like gut surface level reactions. So I'm going to just pepper those in as Lydia explains what's actually happening. Yeah, um, I would love that. I mean, that's kind of the thing about this. I remember having a very similar experience the first time that I watched it, um, where I didn't... I mean, the first time I watched it, I hadn't read most of the comic. I had read, like, the first part of Act 1. So it was just Don dicking around in his bedroom, and now all of a sudden there's, like, shit exploding in space and a bunch of blood everywhere. And and it, like music that slapped continuously for 14 minutes mm-hmm. um so i was like oh, i gotta know what's going on with this and um and i didn't fucking understand it and then i i thought you know i'd read through the comic and then i would get to it and i would understand it and i sort of thought i understood it but at the time i was just like i'll pick it up through context clues and then as the comic kept going i kept having to look it up on the wiki because i did not understand what the fuck <laughs> had happened um and so i don't know if it's the cumulative the number of times i have Reread this comic, having had to explain it now, doing background research for that, the most recent time that I watched it, after, you know, however many years in between, because I did go several years without watching it, I watched it and I immediately understood what was happening. Um, but I think you, I think most people needed explained to them <laughs> the first time. But, the, like I said, the visuals hold up. So, we're going to go through the visuals and then I kind of explain what's going on with them. Mm-hmm. So, starts, it just gets right into it with this, like, cool, like, video game fight music. Um, John is on uh, the Land of Heat and Clockwork uh, on the Beat Mesa. It's that big record CD thing um, that looks a lot like the disc that we just had Doc Scratch Sure does. (laughs) Um, And, you know, the scratch is in the middle of of being formed, and, and there's just a cool montage of him fighting all these, like, you know, we used to see him fighting these little ink imps and whatever and now they're these like colossi of super coolly designed jester imps that he smashes with zilly who and he gets lots of grist he does the windy thing uh with lava tornadoes at them it's very he's very strong he's so strong i feel like that's part of it it's just like all right listen here's the scale that we're on now yeah um and then we go from that to jack looking over jade and uh the courtyard drolls um, bodies on top of the land of frost and frogs. Um, Cause remember CD. So clubs deuce, the courtyard droll just killed her uh, with a shaving cream explosion. And then Jack killed him. And now Jack is devastated. Um, and, and they do a cut where you're looking at Jack's hand there with a little bit of blood on it to Jack's hand, completely soaked in blood and, um, as he is casting red miles over 
the entire universe and this crazy guitar solo rips. <laughs> okay, so I so this is the first thing that was not clear to me because it seemed like these are simultaneous. Like he's casting Red Miles immediately after Jade dies. Yeah. Um, so I think that that is a little bit confusing. Um, let me actually look and make sure I've got my continuity straight here. Mm, okay. So it, it is not long after. Okay. But yeah, the way that things are cut together make it kind of unclear because sometimes it's a time jump. Sometimes it's meant to indicate that things are simultaneous. But gotcha. these 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 events are a few minutes apart, um, and what you'll see is how it's like setting up. Like, all right, he just dropped her, um, or he's he's standing on this rooftop now. A few minutes later, he will have his arm covered in blood, and he'll be killing the universe. So, what happens in the middle? <laughs> right. Um, and then so the the dope guitar solo, which is provided mm-hmm. to us by um, who plays the guitar, Yoren uh, Tensei de Bruin. Uh, provides sick guitar over <laughs> it was very sick <laughs> so cool um now so so then it kind of turns into like what i think of as like video game boss music or like a really cool amv <laughs> basically sure. and the the red miles are coming out and there's bilious slick there's our our cancerous universe frog being like strangled by these like red veins yeah and we zoom in on his eye and then into the desiccated earth. And we see that like the red miles, these like tendrils of red are just covering the entire universe. Like uh, PM looks up at the sky on earth and there's just like all these Lovecraftian, like they're like, uh, like blood vessels Mm -hmm. just throughout the sky and like reaching down to the ground. Yeah. The red miles is sick. I don't Uh, know. I don't, is it called Red Miles just because there's a lot of it? Like it's miles long? Uh-huh. <laughs> it seems like a, an understatement considering it fills the entire universe. Yeah. But- I it's it's a callback to if you remember the Midnight Crew, there's there's black inches and then there's red miles. Alright, now alright, there we go. I needed like the, the context there. Yeah. I don't know if it's I don't know if that was deliberate foreshadowing, but um but yeah, these are the red miles. Um Bringing it back to the cancerous notion here. So he casts it, uh, or whatever. He, like, starts it, initiates it. Um, and the exiles are... This is all happening in the future. The exiles are looking up, watching it kind of consume the sky. Um, they're getting ready to blow up their stations. So if you remember, they all had um, stations. So there was... Uh, the aimless renegade who um, had a, had his own station. He he like thought he was a cop, basically. Um, the peregrine mendicant who used to be the postal maid. Um, she had a station. They find the windswept questant who was the white queen exile, and then there was the wayward vagabond, um, and he also had a station. And he is still inside of his, but they are trying to blow them all up uh, in sequence. I think because um, that is meant to. I'm not mistaken, stop uh, what's about to happen. <laughs> but they do mm-hmm. not succeed in stopping what's about to happen. <laughs> I'm just, I'm fact-checking myself here. Yeah, I, it wasn't clear to me why they had these all uh, strung up to explode. But uh, when uh, AR flicks the switch and the light on his little controller turns green, he gives PM a thumbs up. So it seems like they do have a plan and they're following it, but 
I don't understand what it is. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, it's it's that they. I think that the Windsor question knows this. That what's going to happen is like what's about to happen is there's a time capsule inside the Frog Temple, which the um, one of the stations is is on top of, and uh, the White King is going to come out. So. And he does, you know, there's a countdown and, and he emerges and they hold hands. Um, they have no like mouths or eyebrows or anything, mm-hmm. but somehow it's still kind of really touching. Yeah. And then uh, unfortunately there is another time capsule getting ready to open. Um, right. So the first time capsule is like this beautiful, like closed Lotus bud. Uh, and then the new one is a very rotten looking <laughs> flower. Yeah, this flower is not okay, um, and it's it's going to open in 10 seconds. But first, uh, we're back on the land of frost and frogs, uh, long in the past. So um, Jack is just, like, sorrowfully looking over Jade's body. The music gets really sad um, and, like, tender. And um, he grows these tentacle arms to, like, gently, like, pick up Jade, and he flies her body over the forest. And you can see that, you know, now that they have lit the forge, it's not frozen anymore. There's, like, rivers flowing instead of snow. Oh. Yeah. I just noticed that little detail this time. Nice. (laughs) Um, And, uh, you know, far away, there's a spire with her quest bed on it. And he... uh, he lays her down and his little tentacle arms go away. And then he looks up at the sky and sees the, the scribbles that are in it during this time period. And that's the effects of the scratch beginning to manifest. And he's okay. just like, yeah. Um, that's another thing I had to have explained to me. I thought it was just sort of <laughs> meant to visually represent the chaos happening. Yeah, exactly. Um, the, na- the, <laughs> the nature of all of this stuff, this cascade of misfortune is... You know, the scratch is sort of the same as all of the other things. Like, is the scratch causing it? Did this decision to create the scratch cause it? Like, things right. are, there's confluence and it's hard to know what's causing what, which is like the cool Homestuck thing. I don't know. I like it. Yeah, exactly. It's it's the retroactive foreshadowing thing. Yeah, yeah. In, in, in its purest form, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, uh, he kind of flies off, um, and, uh, he goes to a meteor and on the meteor, um, you know, because it's the reckoning, there's meteors flying around everywhere trying to destroy Skya. Um, he finds the frog temple and he goes inside of it. Uh, and then we go into this like cool, like spy movie music um and there's a montage uh so you know he goes into the frog temple and then there's a montage of the asteroid flies through the sky portal it lands on earth it creates a crater the crater turns into a lake the earth dries up uh and finally there it is getting ready to be blown up um and we're back inside the temple with the 10 second countdown um as the white queen and the white king are watching the time capsule open yeah, and uh, there's Jack. And so now, in the past, like, 30 seconds, we were uh, introduced to this mystery flower and then immediately told what it was, and then it resolves. Is that bad? No, 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 no. It's just, it's, it was just, like, a, a very funny, like, self-contained little story. Yeah, yeah. It, it was just funny, like, all the, like, half my notes for this 
is like, wow, what's going on? But this one, like, I immediately got an answer and then it paid off. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It is like kind of the only like self-contained little story that you could visually follow um, without having a bunch of context as to like why these things are happening. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. So Jack's here uh, and he immediately beheads the White King. Um, and in the background, for some reason, the White King is holding the complacency of the learned, um, Rose's wizard fic from way, way, way back. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Um, and he, you know, so that's falling to the floor in the background as his, like, head, his, like, bloody head drops. Um mm-hmm. Then, then it cuts to outside of the tower. Jack is like looming over PM and then teleports his sword to his hand and it cuts back to where the sword is or it doesn't cut back. I think this is where we start seeing like double screens or soon we're going to see yeah. double screens and it, you could watch him teleport it out of the white queen's dead body back into his hand. Um, he's going for PM and then he notices that um, AR is blowing up the stations um, and so he goes to um, uh, attack him instead. And so AR manages to blow up the Batgirl head, the egg, and the helicopter. Um, the last one is the cylinder, which was the mayor's station. If you remember from way, way, way back, he like got himself stuck in there and like discovered a bunch of cans and ate some uranium and whatever. <laughs> um, AR is hesitating at blowing the last one up because his friend's in there. And in that hesitation, Jack slices his head off. Yeah, a lot of... Uh- Specifically, a lot of beheadings in this. Jack's special move. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Who gets beheaded? I think he beheads Club's Deuce, or yeah, the courtyard droll Club's Deuce. Um, I think he beheads. He he beheads the White King. He beheads the Aimless Renegade. He beheads. Um, who else does he behead? He doesn't behead. Um, later on, Diamond's Droog is going to get beheaded. Yeah. Um, okay. So he does this one particular beheading. Um, and PM takes a swing at him, but he is already gone. He has teleported himself inside of that station. Um, and you can see two things in there. You can see a transportalizer, a, a big one with a sky symbol, um, which is like a spirograph. If you haven't been reading, if you don't know the visuals, um, there's, there's a frog in the middle. There's an arrow pointing left towards the spirograph and an arrow pointing right towards another spirograph. And then a fuel gauge that says empty. And there's a dial pointing to the left-hand um, frog spirograph, which represents right. uh, our universe, if you've been... Or sorry, which represents the Trolls universe, if you've been following, because the Trolls... The idea is, like, the Trolls created the frog, which is our universe. So that's kind of what the display is trying to convey. So it's pointed at the Troll universe, but um, he can't get there yet because there's no fuel and then he looks at the mayor he looks at wv the mayor of cantown and can can see you know i guess he's got like extra vision he can tell that he's got this lump of uranium Uh in his stomach and just punches all the way through his abdomen grabs the uranium leaves him bloody on the floor um the fuel the fuel gauge fills up and he disappears yeah he uh transportalizes himself right to the moment when the trolls are opening the big blue door at the end of their session uh yeah then he he slices the 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 superb symbol thing like the blue one that has the 12 compartments mm-hmm. the scrub logo uh logo the scrub logo yeah 
Uh, and Aradia Bot just immediately throws all of her friends into the transportalizer uh, and then attacks him with all of her uh, Aradia Bot selves. Yes. Oh my God. It's that scene like is kind of dramatic and it's a very quick shot, but it's really funny because it's like, it's yeah. her hand like doing almost like a basketball dunk. And then all the trolls yeah. are just like, <laughs> <laughs> and they're still in like little like chibi sprite form. They're just like, like Tavros's stupid grin as he like spirals into this. Yeah. They've all got those like dumb faces. It's like, it's like watching a bunch of like Skittles falling in slow motion, but it's like little <laughs> spinning children. Yeah, it's a good shot. <laughs> um, yeah, so so uh, Aradia yeets all her friends to safety, um, and uh, there's a quick montage after that. So um, things that happen after this, we uh, the first few of being the first few of them we know about. So um, it's Carcat waking up on Prospit and being killed. Nepeta waking up, or sorry, Nepeta waking up on Durs and being killed. Um, Jack is blowing them both up. Right. So we see it like it starts with Carcat on Prospit, and then it kind of like zooms out so that you can actually see like two simultaneous screens: one's on Prospit, one's on Durs, and uh, Jack is just wrecking shit simultaneously on both worlds. Yeah, and it's the the way that it's animated is like so we zoom out, it becomes one active panel, and there's another active panel, and then they're both slowly scrolling to the left to like take one from being the main one and sliding out of frame and making the other one the main one. Yeah, um, which is uh, cool. It is. Uh, it, it's a bit confusing though because then it switches. So the Durst panel like just like switches to human universe Durst because Rose and Dave are on that. Oh wait, there's an important thing that happens on Durst. Okay, first, <laughs> which and I, I don't know if you caught that. Um, so Nepeta wakes up on Durst, and then Jack destroys it. And as as it's burning, there's Aradia's dream self, which has been asleep this whole time, in the center of Durst. And she like her eyes shoot open, and then it's a hard cut to. Um, you remember we saw her god tear out in the furthest yes. ring. Um, this is how that happens. Okay, um, she wakes up. Uh, very much alive out in the furthest ring um, because she she had a dream bot she had a, a dream self all along to kind of take over um, and what it ends up uh, that was the bot explode that happened way back in the comic in the <laughs> trolls universe where her soul bot just like explained a plan to Carcat and then blew up right um, and that's what that was was actually her going god tier because circumstantial simultaneity you know <laughs> this it, it was happening a few hours ago um okay. so that happens then um we go from troll durse to human durse and by the way a cool thing happens where after that um like it shifts to a new piece of music again and it's like sick drum beat kicks in and um the way that homestuck displays on a page is like it's like this little flash window inside of like a gray strip that takes up kind of most of the screen. And then there's like a black background behind that. And the gray strip uh, was like being spoofed. It was actually part of the flash window the whole time. Right. Um, and which is something that just doesn't get preserved when there's like an embedded fucking YouTube player. You lose that. Yeah, exactly. Um, Same thing but, as like um, the like Homestar Runner flashes. Like there's the one that's just like, home uh strong bag gets a virus that just like i think it's the only time <laughs> that they like uh use that that kind of like flash frame uh fake out but it was very 
very cool as a kid to just like see uh like Homestar walk off of the screen onto the rest of the computer. Yeah. Oh my god. And fucking not to get too sidetracked, but like the internet used to be so much cooler <laughs> when it didn't belong to three guys. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway. Rose and Dave fly. So they're flying through the furthest ring. You can see all the Elder Gods heads and tentacles and stuff in the background. Uh, and they fly down into the depths of Durst where they see their quest beds, which I didn't even, I didn't recognize on my first watch through because they don't have like the four poster things. They're just the slabs. Mm. Uh, but they're kind of like hanging out here in the middle of this big room. Yeah, they're just floating. And, and Rose and Dave just kind of look at each other like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, Guess we should stand on these. Yeah. Uh, and they uh, they deploy the tumor. And it, it like cracks open and bleeds all this oil everywhere. Um, and there's this. And, and reminder, it's this super cool like yin and yang symbol, super spiky. Um, and it like splits and like bleeds. And then inside of it is... Um, this device, this ectobiology equipment, um, with two tall cylindrical tanks on either side. One is red, one is blue. And there's this like polyhedron in the middle with a countdown clock of about five minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's the tumor and Rose and Dave are still just looking at each other. Like, Mm -hmm." (laughs) uh, (laughs) so then they zoom in on the red tank. Um, and you see that it's full of stars and galaxies. They zoom in further and it's, being like ripped apart by these red miles and then you zoom in further and you're on earth um and then you pull back out and then we go into the blue tank so i think i think that that's an interesting like cinematography thing where it basically it zoomed in on the red tank to be like hey this is the earth we just saw it this is like simultaneous this is red miles happening like red equals uh human universe and then it zooms out and goes blue blue equals troll universe and that like sets up that maybe that color like uh coordination has been seen before but it was a good reminder at least to me that red equals human blue equals troll yeah it's a it's definitely a handy convention um so once once we're inside of the blue tank um we get a scene on the green moon of alternia yeah it's uh is there an implicate snowball you always i always want it to be snowball but it is snowman it is not the name of the cat from Stuart little god that's we did that before (laughs) oh i do it like all the time every time i'm trying to type my notes i'm like snowball nope well she's more of a snow globe if you ask me because of what we're gonna see in a second loosely very (laughs) yeah she's a snow globe um because what happens to snow globes is they challenge their black romance rival to shoot them in the heart with a magical bullet that will kill her and thereby destroy the universe that's well i mean i meant more of the fact that there's like stuff inside her Ah. (laughs) but yeah (laughs) well there's stuff inside all of us aren't we all really snow globes yeah but there's a little world inside her i mean Mm. yeah so she says, what are you waiting for? Draw spades. Uh, and he shoots her. Uh, that was so good. <laughs> that voice is so good. Thank you. Uh, 
she he shoots her she ex- she explodes in blue blood and her heart we see a little zoom in is blue and there's galaxies inside uh, and as she dies they explode and we see the same kind of like it's a really cool like um super compressed animation of like a, a tumorous growth we saw the same thing inside of bilious slick oh so that is actually um I think it's definitely meant to evoke um, a tuberous growth for sure. That's actually um, melting film. Oh, okay. I was guessing mm-hmm. like it was like uh, like time lapse of mold growing. I mean, it's kind of like I think it's meant to be sort of evocative of a lot of of a lot of things, right? Where yeah. one you know, it's kind of acknowledging that sort of this is a work of fiction, but they're sort of treated as works of fiction inside of this meta universe, mm-hmm. and they are themselves they're like erasing themselves from the inside. Um, and, and it's also a cancerous growth. And also it's kind of speaking to like this lapse of millennia across which this is all sort of happening all at once. And it's also like a collage found footage thing, like with the, the art style. Yeah. The whole thing. So I don't know, some of the flashes have started to be this way, but this one is, um, feels even a little bit more like it where it's, you know, it's not just straight up and down, like an animated movie. It's, it's little bits of things being animated and things being animated just by tweeting from one place to another or shaking or expanding on the screen and like using sort of like limited degrees of freedom in animation. Like it's just images panning back and forth sometimes or growing or whatever. Um, pulled from different art styles and you know found footage and this and that like all brought together to make this thing that nonetheless the way that it's cut together and paced still moves yeah it's just like a very unique like animation style that i feel like i haven't seen much of anywhere before or since (laughs) i think it's hard to imitate it's it's very particular yeah um and it was all i believe animated together so andrew hussey animated all of this. Um, and there's a lot of, <clears throat> excuse me, there's a lot of contributors to it. Um, but they have all attested that they were not given any context for what they were providing. So he would commission like this piece of art from this person, that piece of art from that person, this piece of music. And he would give them, you know, the specifics of what needed to be in the image or what it was supposed to kind of evoke, but nobody knew what was actually going to happen. And, he independently edited together all these, these assets that he um, commissioned. Which is wild. Yeah. <laughs> the what that he managed to pull off a basically a, a almost a heist like that or <laughs> uh, just that like, it's just like a, it's such a strange way of doing things. And like, it's not like part partly it would have been like, Oh, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of how, on the fucking Marvel movies, like they're like, oh yeah, Tom Holland doesn't get to know what any of his co co actors are saying anymore because he spoils plots. Characters or even what? the actors don't know which one's real. That's bullshit. Uh, that sucks. But not like to that degree, obviously, and not for the same reasons. But just because like he wanted to surprise everyone with this story, or like it didn't, he didn't mind that they wouldn't have context because he thought he could still put it together even with without that yeah i feel like i'm sitting here as you're saying that and i'm like isn't that kind of the same thing but it's not quite because it's the difference between you know having your whole production team make the thing like for you basically or with you versus 
commissioning a bunch of materials and then being the person that does assemble it. And so, you know, at the end of the day, you are a a collage artist um, like that. Yeah. I think even if he, I don't think it's possible to have like the same intention behind that because it's not like it wasn't like a commercial mass media thing. Oh, very true. Even if he was doing it just like out of selfish, like desire not to get it spoiled, but to anyone, it's still like the effect is much less harmful than the Marvel stuff. Right. Cause you're not, yeah. Yeah. You're not, you're not leaving the people who make the thing. I don't know. You sort of are leaving the people who make the thing in the dark, but I think maybe the difference is that like these creators were also fans and they probably didn't want <laughs> Yeah. to to find out i think this was you know marvel movies were talking about like 14 15 16 time more is where people started to get really spoiler crazy 17 18 19 right it was when those those big avengers finales started coming out and it was like oh well, no one yeah. can know what happens um this was kind of in the beginning of it this was still like i don't know when did like like this is closer to like the harry potter books had just <laughs> finished coming out like a couple of years prior, um, you know, like Snape kills Dumbledore. Like this was this was when fans just didn't want it ruined for themselves. Like it was a yeah. it was a fan originated thing. Like they didn't want it to be ruined. They wanted the you know the sucker punch. Um, but I mean, it, I think it speaks to the fact that you know while stories like that, I think lean super hard on it being a big surprise. Like like I said, I watched this. <laughs> The whole uh-huh. thing, pretty much before I read Homestuck, um, and it still was like a huge payoff. I mean, I didn't a hundred percent understand it, but I think you know, knowing bits and pieces of it wouldn't ruin it for you. Like it was still sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it is. It's sick. It's it looks cool as hell. <laughs> you should really watch it, even if you haven't been reading it. It's very worth watching. And go on YouTube and go find like a good version or. Uh, maybe we can link. I did actually find at the end of the day, it's still hosted on Newgrounds. We had to hack the page, not the literal hosted live <laughs> page, but we had to download the page where this flash lives and like hack the code a little bit and then load it locally to like run it in its native page environment as a flash well, animation. You did. For me, it worked fine on Firefox. Goddamn. <laughs> okay. I didn't have to do anything. Okay. Well... You can still you can still find it on uh, Newground. The wiki acknowledges that it doesn't work at least in some browsers, and so you have to um, you have to go on Newgrounds to watch it. But anyway, it's worth watching on Newgrounds, or it's worth you know don't just watch the HTML5 video because there's a bunch of compression and artifacts, and it's just not the same. And you should enjoy yeah. Flash experiences while they still exist. <laughs> People yeah. listening in 2021 are like, damn. <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh. Snowman dies. Uh, we see the same like film burning inside her. So my thought here is, so she's a universe frog. Like she's the equivalent <laughs> of Billius Slick for the the troll universe. Um, I, but then, yeah. so that got me thinking. That that tickled my my brain. It tickled my my nervous system because I very specifically remember uh, when Carcat met his version of Jack that version of Jack had red blood and that was a whole big deal. But is the idea here that the troll versions of these characters have blue blood because they're from the blue universe? Mm, so does that no. mean that the version of Jack that he met is from the human universe? 
No. So that is a really good idea. (laughs) That is a really good idea. (laughs) But, um, sorry, I smacked my computer, but, um, the reason it was such a, is it just her? It's yes, it's just her. The, okay. the reason it was such okay. a big deal to Carcat that um, Slick had red blood is, is you know, he'd never been a carapace person before. Um, and in troll society, nobody has red blood, like bright red blood. He's the only person. He's like this mutant. Um, because of this, he's, you know, a social pariah. He doesn't have a role in society. Um, and so uh, the fact that he met someone else who had blood like that, you know, was this and, and who like didn't have any baggage associated with it. He was just like, yeah, that's my blood was like huge for him. So that wasn't a, a, a super important callback for with cosmic importance. It was just, she's the one with blue blood. Cause she's a universe frog. Yes. Because she is the blue universe frog. Damn. Damn. Uh, so we, we go back to Lofaf, um, and there's a very sad song playing for Jade. And the first four notes of this song are like literally an Atla song. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like the sad, like, do, 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 do. Oh. And then it goes on to something else. Yeah, it's um, it's like a remix of uh, John's, basically. I just wrote it, the somebody's gonna go god tier plucked string theme, but it's... Um, so that's what, so, like, that. that's the song that happens, like, when sh- that starts. But, like, as we're just going over to Lofaf, there's a little cue that's different. yeah. But yeah, then then the really, really good plucky strings musical key starts, and I love it. Yeah, um, and this is, I think, was that the point, or soon after this was where, at some point you just you just said the Toby Fox of it all. Uh, that, that's coming up. <laughs> that's a different cue. But, but so this is a, uh, uh, this is a Malcolm, ba- Malcolm Brown track mashing up uh, Doctor by Usagi Buzinkai and Savior of the Waking mm-hmm. World by Toby Fox. And I believe it's Savior of the Waking World that is the... Um, do, 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 <laughs> do, 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 do. I, really I think that's a different track also. It's the... it's. Oh, oh wait, no, yes, sorry. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. That, that like, plucked string line, that is from Savior of the Waking World. And that is a Toby Fox track. And it's a banger. It's oh, it like gives me chills every single time. Um, <laughs> like uh, it cuts away from that again, and it's the reckoning. Sky is being assaulted with meteors, and Dave Sprite and Jade Sprite are looking up as this meteor like is flying right towards them. And remember, like you know, Jade has been crying to him that she's so helpless and she didn't ask to be revived back to life she was happy being dead in the furthest ring um and she wanted to help but she was scared um and they just look at each other um meanwhile also like the way that the way the camera is like panning and like their poses it looks like they're about to hold hands but they never do it totally does i mean and it's like meant to be you know if you were about to just die you probably would hold hands yeah (laughs) um it, uh, oh gosh, I'm getting lost now. Uh, Jade's quest bed lights up. Yeah. Uh, and all the hummingbirds on the planet are like amassing around her. Yeah. And then, and then Jade Sprite and Dave Sprite are looking at each other like they're like saying goodbye. Um, and then Jade Sprite is just like staring down at her hands and she turns green and, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it uh, Jade goes Jade goes god tier. Uh and she looks fucking amazing. 
She looks so good. She has this, like, she's just so happy, and she's got this, like, cute, like, it's like a hooded dress with these, like, stripy tights. It's like a, a Wicked Witch of the West reference, and, like, um, mm-hmm. uh, ruby slippers, and, you know, sparkly red shoes, and uh, a big, big, big hood with holes for her new dog ears. Uh, and the holes have, like, there's, like, buttons where you can, like, unclasp them to let the ears in. So cute. It's adorable. And her little buck teeth. Um, it's very cute. Um, and she's, and, and there's fucking dope music. It's fucking so cool. <laughs> she And Dave Sprite is just, like, like staring at her, like, with the same expression. Like, just, what? <laughs> Oh, it's great. I love the sequence that happens next. So there's this, like, dope music, and Jade Sprite is about to fucking save the day. So, um, this is, I want to go through the, like, there's basically three things happening at the same time that they cut between very rapidly. There's Jade Sprite saving everybody, there's PM, um, and then there's Dave and Rose. Um, so she, she's got space powers now. So the first thing that she does is she grabs, she, she shrinks the meteor down to, like, the size of a tennis ball. And then she sort of, like, is juggling it in her hand. And then she hops up onto a Prospect battleship and, like, floats it up into the sky. And then she shrinks the entire battlefield um, with Dave Sprite on it down to a tennis ball. And it cuts back to, like, his perspective as her face just, like, looms up, like, devouring the entire mm-hmm. horizon. It's just her <laughs> eyes over him, like, smiling. Um and then she, then she's on uh, low hack, and she teleports John onto the battleship with her. And then she shrinks the kids' planets uh, to carry them with her as well. Um, and then the last thing she starts doing is um, she's had a fenestrated panel for a long time um, that her um, her exile told her to pick up from the frog ruins a long time ago. It's called the fourth wall. Great, I I did not remember where this came from. I didn't either. I read that in a recap. Excellent. <laughs> so that's why she had it. Um, and um, she does like picture frame fingers, like you're lining up like a photo shot, but she's like growing it to be bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, and I'll, I'll hold off on the payoff of that sequence. But um, mm-hmm. so then, then meanwhile, um, PM is holding uh, WV's body. She's like taking him out of his, his station and she's right. like staring up at the sky, just like looking devastated as, as the red miles like choke it out. And then she spots um, the ring on the ground. I think it's the white queen's ring. Um, no, no, no. It's the one that WV had in his pockets. Yes. From, from uh, when he, he put it there last week, last, last episode. Yes. He didn't put it there. He had, he, what was it? He had had it and then CD took it and then Liv Tyler took it from CD and put it back mm-hmm. in his pocket. But I think he right, originally right, 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 got right. it from, um, the, from the queen, the queen. Yeah. Back. But like, did it happen? When did, I can't remember how that <laughs> ring got there. I can't remember how that ring got there, but it's not. But the thing is, he, he's had it the whole time and it's finally paying off. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so she, she's got this like bloody hand and she's just like reaching down and, and she puts it on. Um, well, she very, she very slowly puts it on. Very slowly puts it on. Meanwhile, meanwhile, all of this is happening and Dave and Rose are just looking at each other and watching the tumor count down. And then as all of this is cutting back and forth between each other faster and faster, um, 
Slick and Snowman are on the rooftop again. We're looking at that setup and then zooming away from that. And there's this tower. There's, there's the tower of, um, you know, Jade's old house, that, that sphere that later turned into an exile station and it's pulsing in, in green sun green and then zoom out further. And it's all being seen through Gamzee's eyes. Um, and then zoom out further and you can see what's on his laptop screen. And this, I also just learned from a recap. <laughs> so what he, what's happening right now is he is actually chatting with Doc Scratch. Um, yeah, I saw that when I, when I paused it, cause he, was talking to someone with in white text. So you can't see what Doc says because it's just like a screen. Right. Because, um, you know, he always types in white and you have to highlight it to read it. Um, but uh, what what he's asking is he, he's asking Doc Scratch what, what Doc Scratch thinks we all are. Um, basically meaning like, you know, all the kids, the trolls, the players. And Doc Scratch says, suckers. And then, and then there's a really cool twist that I don't think is telegraphed sufficiently. Um, here's what happens. So then there's the, the music kind of screeches to a halt. There's a sound of a heartbeat where we look at Doc Scratch's lifeless head. And then the head turns into a window and through it, we can see Durse floating through space. And then around Durse, so this is Durse where the tumor has been deployed and there's Dave and Rose waiting for, for it to blow up. There's red and blue flashes around it. And then um, like the music kind of explodes into this very sinister like choral theme. Um, I called it like evil clown music. It is kind of evil clown music. Um, And a green orb is like slowly expanding and like swirling to fill the whole screen. Okay. I, so yeah, I think I had, I, my guess for what's happening here is so, um, Rose's job was to go use the tumor to explode the green sun, right? Um, yes. That's what she thought she was doing. Right. Uh, I think what actually happened was she used the tumor to bring the green sun into the human universe. Pretty much. She, they, um, so they're out in the furthest ring right now. So they're basically kind of in between all universes. It's this like shared paradox yeah. space. They just created the green sun. Yeah. Whoops. Oopsies. <laughs> fucking whoops um you know recall that like it was this very mastermindy plan and and rose had been in cahoots with doc scratch for a long time and some of the troll kids were in on it as well and um (laughs) it was this whole plot that they thought they had and they didn't feel good about doc scratch but it seemed like the only way and they got played (laughs) and if you ever if you ever reread like you will see you can watch it happen um but then, then sort of over this like sinister carnival music, it turns into like this uh, this mournful guitar solo. Um, Aradia and Solix are are out there, you know, outside of the green sun as it's sprung into an existence. Um, and uh, the trolls on the meteor lab rooftop, um, where they've just all kind of had a showdown, um, they see it pop into the sky as well. Um, and Solix, um, so I guess Solix, you know, they say he has like one foot on either side, basically. Okay. So he's he's also there on the rooftop. Um, he's wearing Feffery's goggles. Yeah. He's wearing his dead girlfriend's goggles. They're cute. They're cute. Um, he appears to be um, destroying his body in order to fly them towards the green sun. Yeah, just like the... Uh his ancestor, the helmsman. 
Mm-hmm. He's just like, it, like blood is just like surging from like his mouth and his eyes. And it's kind of gruesome. Um, yeah. And, and he's, he's trying to fly the meteor towards the, the green sun through paradox space. Um, Jack is watching them escape from the scrub platform. Um, but before we find out what happens next there, um, we're back at the green sun and then there's a fucking sick violin line that gives me chills every time. (laughs) (laughs) And it's by Kelly Sadwin. Props to Kelly for making me emotional. Um, And these two figures like rise up, like dripping out of the sun. And it's Dave and Rose. Yeah, they they've gone God tier as well. He did Uh, it. Because because they were at the center of a son being born on their quest beds. (laughs) Right. Doing something. um, uh, Oh, no. Heroic injustice doesn't apply yet. Just got to be on your quest bed. Yeah, um, and so so here they are. They're here. Um, they have cool outfits. Dave has like a. Dave looks like a doofus. I hate his outfit. <laughs> oh my god. Um, <laughs> yeah, he his his little outfit is silly. He has a tight little square hood. Yeah, he's wearing like really dumb shoes. Yeah. <laughs> like no offense to 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 the male players, but the girl gods your clothes are so much better. Yeah. I mean, I mean, John's, that, John's is good. John's is all right. Isn't that always how it is in like video games, though? Well, here they get to wear cool robes and cool swirly hoods. Rose has this yes. like big mysterious cowl that hides her face. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a radio and Solix, like because of um because of the way that like circumstantial like simultaneity sort of works in the way paradox space is like. Now they're here with Aradia and Solix. You know, the Green Sun had been there when Aradia and Solix were out there, but now that it exists, now they're here with them and they're like physically together. So it's Kids and Trolls meeting. Yay. Um, meanwhile, on Earth, some fucking dope shit is happening because PM's the best. Um, <laughs> And, uh, you know, we're sort of panning up from her hand, and uh, she is not a carapace person anymore. She is not, like, a frightened carapace lady. She is a very angry, uh, big, white-winged dog lady with Mm -hmm. a sword (laughs) Mm -hmm. and a slashed eye and one arm and a vendetta and god powers. She has all of Jack's powers. (laughs) Yeah. Um, it's extremely good. I'm just realizing now, so you always been, like, a huge PM fan. Yeah. And now I'm just realizing, like, this was your first exposure to her. Yeah. That makes so much sense, and I love it. She's so cool. I love her. You've just been waiting for this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's so cool. I mean, she's so cool throughout it. I mean, she has this oh, whole she is, journey. Yeah. She, like, yeah, she... Yeah, like, I, I loved her before, but now I'm like, okay, sick. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's the payoff of like we haven't like really seen her in a while, but like as a character, like um, she starts as just like you know just a, she's just a po- post maid or post mistress, and she just carries mail. She's literally just a ma- mail carrier, and then she gets this package, and she sees it, it's like a, a package to John um, from uh, Jake, actually from alternate universe person via Jade <laughs> for his birthday, and she finds it in like the wreckage of his house. 
And she goes, I have to deliver it. It's a package. I have to deliver it. And she ends up having to like fight her way through monsters and like face down um, the the agents of Durst. And then she finally like gets it to John and she's like all like battle scarred and she like drops it in front of him, <laughs> like duty done. <laughs> and then, you know, in the future when she's in exile, she's like, um, the white queen like recognizes that she's going to have to sacrifice herself and she makes PM the new monarch um and then she's like i don't know if i can like be a queen or whatever and it's just like but you have to and now she's a dog god lady (laughs) with a big sword (laughs) oh it's so good i think we can all agree that all post carriers deserve a big sword (laughs) god extremely yes uh support usps buy their merch uh call your congress people um it's okay to leave a voicemail. They count them. They tally them. Let them know that we're not okay with USPS being gutted if you're in the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, funny funny enough, same thing at Canada Post. Uh, not quite to the same extent, but they really want to privatize it. Fuck! Yep. Same shit, different clothes. Oh, God. It's. Do you remember one of the first episodes of this podcast we recorded and we were like, Basically fangirling about Justin Trudeau's <laughs> no! diversity fantasy cabinet oh, no. picks. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I think about that a lot. <laughs> I didn't know that we had that on record. Oh, boy. <laughs> mm-hmm. It made it into the episode. And then I think at the end of that one or or somewhere thereabouts, a um, couple, couple episodes later, because we started in November, a couple episodes after that, uh, it was New Year's, and I said, "Happy 2016, everyone! <laughs> Have a great 2016." <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> it um gives you perspective on the exiles, huh? Sh- sure. <laughs> okay, let's finish this before we start talking about post 9/11 God. media again. <laughs> ah! uh, okay, so we're almost done. We're like almost almost done. There's like two more things that happen. So, <clears throat> uh-huh. so um, PM get sword um and then she uh they don't show how this happens but she uses the transportalizer to get to the troll universe um and now she's on the scrub platform um facing him down he's just staring at her and he's turned his back on the trolls as they continue to escape um and then uh yeah so so they're getting away and then back to um john and jade flying on this battleship um, she's grown the fourth wall into this big, big giant panel and they fly through it and they don't come out the other side. Yeah. Uh, and this panel, like the images inside it are like the events of the comic going backwards and it ends at like the first page with, uh, the bottom left corner just smashed completely. Yeah. A young man stands in his bedroom. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh. So Jade has uh, fulfilled her her duty to the her denizen. She got all the planets, all the denizens, all the consorts out of there. Mm-hmm. She did it. I remember you were watching it. Like you said very little, but like one of the two things you did say was just, "That's my daughter." <laughs> yeah, that was when she uh, started shrinking the planets. Um, the other part, the part where I said the Toby Fox of it all was. Um, like there's a little fu- a flute cue that comes in mm. uh, when she starts uh, growing the panel mm-hmm. uh, before the little cow stuff. It's just it's so good, and it 
it's very reminiscent of like a a song from Deltarune. I don't remember which one, but like it's very very clearly Toby Fox, and it's just like oh my god, chills. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It's and also just to clarify, the little cow stuff as Gamzee is conversing with Doc Scratch, he's got little cow in his lap, and little cow's in his Doc Scratch lime green suit outfit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then so all of that happens. We get like dope coral lingering downbeat as we like zoom out of this first panel smash through and then like a tattered curtain like a burnt out curtain closes over that panel and Mm -hmm. zoom out and it's attached to a burning like a a broken clock twitching over just like fire Mm -hmm. it's pretty good pretty good that is homestuck act five yeah that's cascade we made it. We did it. What'd you think? It was pretty good. <laughs> uh, I think definitely um, figuring out the Green Sun stuff pulled it together for me, made it feel a bit less uh, mysterious. Because mm. now I know what like what actually the stakes were and what the consequences might be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. But I can imagine this without any context looking pretty cool and making you want to know what the what's going on it's so good you should watch it it's 13 minutes it's worth it you won't be bored it's cool it's worth watching in flash because like you don't get the youtube scroll bar and you don't get served recommended fucking videos and little full screen icons and and whatever and i mean like i i had to use it watch it on youtube just to like take notes to pause every few seconds and it looked like shit compared to the flash like it just doesn't look good (laughs) It doesn't look good. It's hard to find one that's, like, rendered well. Um, I guess it's hard to screen cap well. But um, I don't know. Just watch I did, it in Flash if you can. Just watch it in Flash. Um, I have done a little bit of research um, because we do need to finish reading this comic and there's more stuff in Flash. Um, <laughs> they do eventually move it to HTML5. But, um, but until then, um, there are a couple of websites that are dedicating themselves to... Um, either archiving Flash content or there are plugins that you can get, um, I think for Firefox, that uh, are gonna that are planning to continue to support Flash once the official Flash plugin no longer runs. So it's going to probably involve us hacking the web pages again. And, and, and you know, somebody's going to do that work of, of identifying where they live. I, I bet you they're going to leave them up on new grounds because I'm sure it doesn't cost them very much to host. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, yeah, it's, it's disappointing that Viz just isn't fixing the broken links. Yeah. Like, great, great stewardship of your property, guys. Yeah, it's really sad. I mean, I guess to them, it's, it's you know, I mean, what they own, as far as they're concerned, I feel like the asset to them is not so, it's the IP, it's not the work. Yeah, yeah. And and that's really sad. Nationalized Homestuck. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, that's uh, that's us for this week. This week <laughs> for this episode. Yeah, I want to. So, so basically, what happened is I want to recap what actually happened because you can go through okay. it as a pretty quick play by play. So, please, the kids start the scratch. Jack drops Jade on her quest bed, and she goes god tier. Um, Rose and Dave deploy the tumor out in Paradox Face on Durst out in the furthest ring. Um, Jack initiates the Red Miles, destroying the kids' universe um, by using a time capsule to teleport himself to the far, far, far distant future inside of our universe, 
comes out, pops out, uses Red Miles, kills, tries to kill everybody, uh, leaves PM alive. She grabs the magic ring that WV has had, that I believe originally, originally belonged to the White Queen, puts it on, turns into Lady Beckerel. Um, meanwhile, her universe is exploding. Meanwhile, meanwhile, in the Troll universe, Spade Slick kills Snowman and destroys that universe. Um, meanwhile, 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 back in the past, Jack has used the transportalizer that the Exiles had to, uh, and the uranium that WV had in his stomach to bring himself to the Troll universe where they've just got their reward. Um, destroys the door into their new universe, um, which he has just destroyed in itself anyway. Um, Aradia throws all her friends off onto the meteor. Um, then Jack destroys Durst, which allows Aradia to go god tier. Then the tumor explodes, which creates the green sun rather than destroying it. Um, and Doc Scratch reveals to Gamzee that he basically machinated this all along. In that explosion, Dave and Rose go god tier. Uh, the trolls on the meteor see the green sun. Solix like splorts himself to death, flying them, <laughs> <laughs> flying them towards it. Um, I do. Well, I I, I want to pause there because there was a cute little thing I didn't mention, but I thought it was really really cute, which was um, uh, Terezi like pointing Solux towards the green sun and then Karkat just like taking her hand and gently nudging it in the right direction because she can't see. Yeah. <laughs> like like almost, but no this way. Yeah. Um uh okay, so so they're flying towards the green sun. Uh PM transports herself into the troll universe to try to um chase Jack down and that buys them time. And then Jade has gone god tier. She shrinks all the planets inside of their session down into little tennis balls steals a battleship, <laughs> expands this fenestrated panel called the fourth wall, um, and then smashes through it. And then the end. The end. Everybody lives for now. Yeah. Except everyone who's died. Except everyone who's died. Aridan like is actually dead. Feffery is like actually dead. Like a lot of them are actually dead. So But all the all the kids are gods here. All the kids are gods here. They did it. Yeah. Rose's symbol is in fact the sun. It is. Okay. So was she was she wearing a squiddle before mm-hmm. instead of a sun? Yeah. And that's why, okay, that was a double cross. I mean, all of them, like, their shirt symbols ended up being different than, than. Oh, um, I thought Dave's was, I thought Dave's was the, oh no, it was a disc and then it was a cog, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Dave's gone to your symbol is a cog um, because his aspect is time. Um, Rose's aspect is, and don't worry, we haven't talked about like, aspects yet but it's not really a huge bother. <laughs> like so rose's aspect yeah. is is light john's aspect is uh um breath like wind and stuff um mm-hmm. so he's got this like swirly symbol um and jade is her aspect is space she's the witch of space um and so she's got this like spiral flower thing mm-hmm. yeah they're all gods here now and so is aradia and riska well, Vriska is god tier and also dead. Oh, is she? Oh, right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. right. Yeah, her her okay. killing was was considered just because she was going to try to fight Jack, lose, and give away the troll's location. That's why she wasn't in these in these two episodes. <laughs> I forgot she died. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm still very much of of the mind that uh, death is not the end for these characters, considering 
everything. It's, I mean, it's totally not. Vriska was in the last two episodes. You see her pop up in the last one where, um, this was the Vriska that was killed on the meteor because she was going to go fight Jack that, that Terezi ended up killing. Um, and she ends up in John's, um, she ends up running into John, you know, so they're both dead. Um, and, uh, but John doesn't, didn't learn about her. John hadn't really met her yet. And so, Right. They get to meet. So, so no, nobody's really, just because they're dead doesn't mean they're gone. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Homestuck. Homestuck's good. It sure is. Uh, it's very silly, but um, it's good. Lydia, do you want to know some trivia that we uh, got from a listener? Yes. Oh, is this uh, a so pants this is... trivia? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so thank thank you to Tumblr user Gadelgard for uh, sending in a message after the last episode. Uh, I don't think we're going to, I don't, think we're gonna go back to listener questions anytime soon um i mean if people maybe. send questions or like they have stuff to yeah. say like we'll probably acknowledge it but i don't know we're not gonna yeah, like if, solicit if want, yeah exactly if you want to message us about something that we have talked about feel free to use tumblr uh but Gatelgard on tumblr says uh the sufferer's leggings as a symbol of him uh was a joke about the a then current fandom meme pants cat, which was just a joke about how a low res image of Carcat in the far back background of a panel where it looked like he was just pants with a head and no arms. <laughs> so uh, pants cat and then the sufferer's leggings. Hang so. on. I gotta look up pants cat now. Okay, me too actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's very good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So it's a background of um <laughs> I think it's um it's where Kanaya is getting ready to um try to kill someone. I think she's getting ready to try and kill Gamzee and Solix is trying to get her not to. And Terezi is in the background and her, you know, neither her nor Carcat have arms. But Terezi's outfit at least kind of preserves the distinction between her pants and her top. Carcats does not. It's just yeah. <laughs> gray from ankle to neck. <laughs> and then a dopey looking, you know, there's all of 10 pixels allocated to his face. And it's just so his face going like, I was going to make a sound. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's like that. Thank hey. you for this good trivia. Thank you very much for this good trivia. Tumblr user, what was their username? Uh, Gay Delgard. Thank you, Gay Delgard. Um, I have a question. Yes. If if cats wore pants, would they wear them like this or like <laughs> this? <laughs> um, I think like this, you know? It just looks right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the episode, I think. <laughs> I think it is. Hell yeah. Um, hell yeah thank you all so much for listening um don't expect another episode as soon as this one was after the last one (laughs) um but we are back on this train i think i hope so we did say that every year for the three years that we were at a release rate of one per year (laughs) but but we i mean we've re we've like gone over the hump mm -hmm. it's all downhill from here baby well, <laughs> Every, everything after this will make complete sense. Definitely. Everything. Uh, oh, it's God. All, it's, it's all denouement. Alex. <laughs> I wish, but <laughs> no, I don't. It, there's a lot of, there's a lot of really cool stuff. There's some genuinely pretty problematic stuff <laughs> in uh-huh. the back half of Homestuck. 
pretty problematic. You don't say. No, I do say. Oh, I do say. Oh, oh boy. Um, but but also it's good. So, <laughs> I mean, you can judge for yourself. We'll see when we get there. But um, I don't know how it ends yet. I got to find out how it ends. So, um, thank you, people who are listening. <laughs> um, we will be back. We're always back eventually. We we're 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 already here, Lord English. <laughs> Lorb English. Lorb English already there. There there. Already has been here. <laughs> um, we should probably shout out Noise Space because they allow us to live. <laughs> Thanks, Noise Space. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Matt. Um, and we'll see you when we see you next time. Oh, I should tell you the next pages that we're gonna read, huh? Oh yeah, it's not just one this time. No, it's not just one this time. It's many and several. We're back to many and several, including some fun uh, content. Now I'm going to be silent because I have to go find it. I was just like looking around for a piece of paper as if I had to write this down. Ah. <laughs> you, it's because you've, you've been taking classes, right? So you're like, oh, I yeah, got to take notes. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Gosh. Almost, we're pushing 50 episodes almost. Yeah. That's bananagrams. 45 staying alive yeah. yeah um yeah so we're starting next time we're starting act six um or well, there's like an intermission in the middle um so we're starting act six um it's gonna be pages forty-one ten to forty-three forty-five, and we're gonna read it and we'll see you then thank you so much yeah i'm gonna hit stop now is that okay yeah